Uh, I'm going to say no one's better than me. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's go. Blow up. Welcome to the first day of the 2020 NFL Draft here on Locked On Dolphins. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, and this is the moment we have all been waiting for. The 2020 NFL Draft has been pointed to by many NFL Draft pundits, the Dolphins' leadership as well as a big point in the process of this rebuild. And obviously, logic also dictates just how important this is with three first-round picks, six picks scheduled in the first 70 selections, a total of 14 picks to be made, and new talent to be added to this roster. It is an exciting time, as exciting of a time as any time in recent memory, to be a Miami Dolphins fan. So what we're going to do today is one last jaunt through the hypotheticals. And I'm excited to say we're going to do a Dolphins seven-round mock draft here on the eve of the draft with everything that is in front of us. Uh, But before we do, and we'll get into some of why I make some of the picks that I make in the mock itself, uh, we have seen the stabilization that we were hoping for in the, the quarterback reports. And if you are Team Tank for Tua, you should probably be pretty happy right now. And I'll tell you why right once we get into this first overall pick for the Dolphins. So uh, first round is going to mirror exactly what I did for the Dolphins with the draft network for my predictive first round mock draft. If you missed that, Dolphins stayed put at five, and I drafted Tua Tungavaloa to the Miami Dolphins with the fifth overall pick to be their next franchise quarterback in my final predictive mock. The local beat has been red hot on this. I know some of our other friends in the draft space and some of our other friends in the Dolphins coverage space that aren't necessarily at the Sun Sentinel and the Miami Herald, they're on to this as well. Uh, I know Matt Kanata and his group of guys is really dialed in on Tua being the pick, uh, Chris Kaufman of Five Reason Sports and Three Yards Per Carry, he's really dialed in on Tua being the pick. Armando came around on Tuesday, Omar Kelly. It, general consensus from those detailing the team on a day-to-day is pointing towards Tua Tungavalo. You still got plenty of mock drafts that have... Justin Herbert being the pick for the Dolphins. They are predominantly national media guys, the big media guys. And and the hypothetical and the scenario here as to why that is, is if you have the stage of an NFL network or an ESPN, the Mel Kuypers, Daniel Jeremiah's, your platform is so large, what you're going to be fed as far as information amplifies so much more and controls the narrative so much more because of your reach and, and your platform. And I think that's why you see this big divide between national media, NFL Network, and ESPN. Almost all of those guys, with the exception of one, 
which is the true tell in what the Dolphins are going to do, uh, are pointing towards Justin Herbert. The one national guy who is dialed in on Tua, ESPN's Jeff Darlington, who of course has plenty of connections to the Dolphins organization, and I believe he came on last night and said, Anything other than Tua would be a surprise to him for what the Dolphins choose. So, fifth pick in the mock, Tua Tungavaloa, quarterback of the Miami Dolphins, in my final mock. Uh, Let's get it rolling here. We've got a bunch of picks to make, although the good news is we are going to trade some of these picks, so this is not going to be a 14-pick exercise. I next managed to get... The Dolphins on the clock at 10. And the reason why I got the Dolphins on the clock at 10 is the Browns are interested in moving back. Their front office or an organization has shifted back to the Sashi Brown school of thought with Andrew Barry, who was actually there when Sashi Brown was there. Uh, they like volume, kind of like the Dolphins like volume. But the Dolphins also really need help at offensive tackle. And they've got one that they really, really like. And that is George's Andrew Thomas. So... Thomas is pretty consistently getting to 10 in the mocks. The question is, will he get to 18? Resounding no, he will not. So, I have Miami giving up 18 and 39 to move up to 10 in order to acquire Andrew Thomas. And that, to me, is about as good of a home run for a back-to-back as you could possibly get. Thomas does have experience on the left and right side of the line. So that's a win for the Dolphins as well. So imagine, if you will, yesterday we did quarterback big board, and previously in the build-up to the draft, we did offensive tackle big board. I have Tua as Miami's perceived QB2 in my eyes based off their own criteria. And I have Andrew Thomas as the team's probable OT1 based off their own criteria. And he has ability to play on the left and right side of the line. So if you want to play him in the blind side, you can switch into the right side of the offensive line. But predominantly, and even in 2020, he's going to be a left tackle because Ryan Fitzpatrick is probably going to start the year and should probably start the year and should probably play the vast majority of the season unless the season gets lost and you're sitting there at uh, 3 and. Three and eight, or three and seven, and you decide. Well, it's time to get two of some reps. Turn it over. Let's see what it looks like. I have good news and bad news with what happens next in this mock. I do think the Dolphins' next pick is a running back. For the sake of my predictive mock that went up at thedraftnetwork.com, I kept this as a first-round pick because I wanted to get this player into the first round. So the way, you know, if you if you work in draft media. Every year, there's a mock draft competition from an entity known as the Huddle Report. And you get a point for every first-round player that you correctly project into the first round. And then you get two points for correctly matching a player to a team. So I tried to strategize here at the end of the first round, getting a player in that I think has a good chance to go in the first round with the only team that is sensible with a running back. But with that out of the way, in a perfect world, this pairing would be happening outside of the first round. And I am going to try and do that here in real time here on Wednesday or Thursday morning at 8.22 in the morning. Uh, I do have the Dolphins on the board 
at 26. And uh, I'm going to try and manipulate. I've still got Josh Jones on the board, which would maybe give me some pause if I were the Dolphins. But I also need to replace pick 39, which I've now lost to Cleveland. So I'm looking at Seattle at 27, Tennessee at 29, Green Bay at 30, San Francisco at 31. These are all teams that could use an offensive tackle. And the New York Giants in this simulation drafted Isaiah Simmons at four. Excellent. That's going to be my target. So I'm going to call up the Giants real quick, see if I can get a trade back. I am, of course, using the DraftNetwork.com's mock draft simulator. So my hypothetical here is trade back from 26 to 36 and pick up pick 99. So I'm replacing 39 with 99 when it's all said and done to move up and go get Andrew Thomas. The Giants are going to accept my offer. Very good. Okay, so we're going to keep the line moving on the mock here. We'll make our next pick. And hope that the player I'm going to target is still going to slide here, which I expect that he will. He does. Okay. Uh, so with our next pick, this is what I mocked in the simulator. This is what I mocked for uh, the Huddle Report competition. It's been another popular point with the Miami local beat over the course of the last 24, 36 hours. Running back DeAndre Swift has been a popular name. And I'm going to go ahead and get that one rolling. I'm going to draft DeAndre Swift at 36, which really isn't all that bad. I'm technically, you know, this would have been a reasonable pick at 39. Uh, he is going to be RB2 off the board because J.K. Dobbins did come off in this simulation. So give me DeAndre Swift. We'll get back on the clock again at 56. But before we do... If you're like me, you probably start thinking about what to eat for dinner while you're eating lunch. I love food, and that's why I love Postmates. But I kind of love them even more right now because I can get food delivered without even leaving the house or even opening the door. Given what's going on in the world, they've created non-contact delivery, so when I order from local restaurants, everything gets left right outside my door. They also have Postmates pickup, which I have been using to order takeout from my favorite local restaurants. In these trying times... Supporting your neighborhood hotspots is very, very important. I've only been ordering local because it's a great way to support my community. And Postmates doesn't just deliver burgers and sushi. They actually make my life easier by picking up everything I need from Walgreens and 7-Eleven and dropping it off outside my door. Just download Postmates on iOS or Android, find your favorites, and get everything you need delivered within the hour. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries... Download the app and use the code LOCKEDONNFL. That's code LOCKEDONNFL for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. We're back on the clock here for the Dolphins at pick 56. Here's what we've done so far as a quick recap with our first three selections. Stay at 5 Draft Tua. Trade up to 10 for Andrew Thomas at the expense of 39. Take 26 and move back to 36 so that an offensive tackle hungry team in the New York Giants in the hypothetical that I got 
could jump a slew of offensive tackle hungry teams, make sure they gobbled up an offensive tackle of their own, and then drafted DeAndre Swift, the running back out of Georgia, with the third pick. So we're back on the clock at 56. We're staying. Uh, we're going to get back on schedule at the end of the top 100 here. Uh, so we have three picks in the bucket, picking 56th overall. Ashton Davis is probably going to be my pick here, isn't he? Looking at some of the best available here in the simulator I got. Ashton Davis, LaVisca Chenault, Jordan Brooks, Josh Uche, Jonah Jackson, Devon Hamilton, Billy Gay. Yes. Ashton Davis, safety from Cal, is going to be my, my pick here for the Dolphins. This is another player that's been tied to the Dolphins. It makes a lot of sense for Miami and that coach Gerald Alexander is now part of the Dolphins coaching staff and, and uh, the single high ability that Ashton Davis brings to the table, him being on the board here at 56 is a no brainer. I'm going to make him my next pick. And then we're going to come back on the clock again at 70. And I'm going to hope and pray we can get some additional offensive line reinforcements. And we got him. Another name, yet another name that's been popularly tied to the Miami Dolphins. On the offensive line, as a day two target, is Louisiana's Robert Hunt. Hunt is a mauler. He played right tackle. I think he's got guard tackle capabilities to play inside and outside. Ideally, he's a right guard. Because I don't think his ability to pass protect off the edge against NFL competition is great. But he is a massive body. He is 6'5", 336. Some of my strengths and weaknesses here. His best quality is his power at the point of attack. Hunt projects as an interior offensive lineman at the NFL level despite experience playing tackle at Louisiana. Hunt brings terrific power, tenacity, and mobility when projected inside, and he'll be much more protected from some of the foot speed and mobility issues that limited him at times at offensive tackle. Hunt may need an incubation period to adjust as a role working as an interior blocker at the NFL level, but this is a player with starter potential and bruising power to set the tone up front. Everything adds up. This is a Dolphins archetype as far as what they have been looking for. So now you're looking at an offensive line, because I'm, I'm going to make Robert Hunt the pick here at 70. Andrew Thomas, Eric Flowers, Ted Karras, Robert Hunt, Jesse Davis. You guys ready to run the ball? With DeAndre Swift running behind it? Hell yes. Let's run the football. Dolphins uh, are going to come back on the clock here at 99, which I did manage to secure via the uh, trade back with the Giants at the end of the first round into the early second round to help replace that top, uh, top 50 pick that we lost. We get it back at 99. If that's the price we pay, we get... Six picks in the top top ninety nine instead of six picks in the top seventy to ensure we get Andrew Thomas to pair with Tua Tungavaloa. I'm all about it. Interestingly enough, some of our best players available: Lucas Nang from TCU, who's got a hip issue. If I really wanted to just shotgun blast the offensive line, I would do that, but I don't think that would be the responsible thing to do. Terrell Burgess from Utah is interesting. Khalid Kareem, the edge defender from Notre Dame, who I think is a perfect scheme fit, is interesting. There's another name here, Alec, Alex Highsmith from Charlotte, that makes a lot of sense for Miami. 
Uh, he's been I saw, I saw his name tied to Miami at least once in the last 24 hours. But I am going to go with a Brian Flores type pick. It's going to be Terrell Burgess for me. Uh, safety defensive back from Utah. This is a very Flores pick in that he's got a ton of versatility. He's got good coverage skills. He's not the biggest. Here's what I had to say in my player summary for him from the draftnetwork.com. Uh, Terrell Burgess is a pleasant surprise despite his lack of length. He's offered consistent tackling skills throughout his starting career and flash strong coverage skills at the 2020 Senior Bowl. Burgess is not the most fluid defender, and tight man coverage can yield some quick separation. But recovery instinct is strong and is high effort, high IQ, and explosive athlete in straight line situations. Sub package fit who can act as a third safety and roll into the slot to tackle and cover. Yes, yeah, a Brian Flores guy. Especially if they're going to roll sub package deep, which we know they are. Safety is more of an Ethan corner. Let's go ahead and check this box. So Terrell Burgess with Ashton Davis. Let's load up here. I know the pass rush is more of a pressing need, but. Rome wasn't built in the day. And getting this kind of added versatility. Three safeties, by the way, is like the new NFL norm for sub packages and nickel defenses. Like New Orleans turned this into a thing a couple years ago, and like now a bunch of the league is trending towards it. So that's how I'm going to justify this pick of Terrell Burgess. Uh, we got the big gap here. We're going to come on the clock here at 141 here shortly. But real quick summary, Tua Tungvaloa, Andrew Thomas, DeAndre Swift, Ashton Davis, Robert Hunt, Terrell Burgess, top 100 picks, including a trade up from 18 to 10 and a trade down from 18 or from 26 to 36 to replace the pick we lost in the trade up from 18 to 10. Da, 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 da. <laughs> On the clock at 141, and I do have a really interesting name sitting up here at the top of the queue that's interesting to me. His name's Darnell Mooney. He is a wide receiver from Tulane, and he is explosive. 5'11", 175, 180, uh, really, really twitched up. Uh, my colleague at the Draft Network, Joe Marino, uh, thinks he is the discount rate of uh, K.J. Hamler. And Hamler, I think, is a perfect receiver to step into the role of Albert Wilson. Mooney, as a discount rate, available at 141 here at the end of the fourth round. Makes a lot of sense. Wide receiver, making sure we're getting run-after-catch guys for Tua. Guys that are can, can have the ability to make some house calls. Let's take Mooney. Let's take Mooney because we're going to come on the clock again in 12 picks. And I'm going to look for some edge help, hopefully, at this point in the draft. Although it's kind of a rough... No, okay, we're all right. Round five, 153. Derek Tuska, North Dakota State, small school kid, 6'4", 251. Kind of reminds some people of Max Crosby, who had success last year with the Raiders in his first year as a rookie. Developmental pass rusher. He's got great quickness. He ran, like, great three cones, so his agility scores are really, really strong. I'm going to make Derek Tuska from North Dakota State the pick here for Miami. Uh, get a little bit of developmental edge rush help, which, hey, that's, I'm not super concerned between the additions of Agba, Lawson, and Kyle Van Noy. This pass rush group should be okay. Getting some developmental help is more important than getting like a plug-and-play beast off the edge, unless the value is an absolute no-brainer in the draft. Keeping this line rolling. 
We got Dolphins back on at 173. Let's see who we got best available. A lot of wide receiver. We got a wide receiver backlog here. Not a lot of attractive options for nose tackle right now, which is fine. We'll make this work. Looking for a guy I like here. Oh, here you go. Cameron Clark, Charlotte, developmental offensive tackle. Went to University of Charlotte, but he was the best offensive lineman on the field when Charlotte played Clemson this year. Make sense of that, I dare you. He needs a little bit of weight room strength. He needs to develop his body a little bit. Obviously, he played at Charlotte, so like that's a given. But good value, I think he's got good tackle ability. So this would be like a developmental swing tackle for the Dolphins. Somebody who down the road could potentially push Jesse Davis. Which would be great. And Cameron Clark pick at 173. Dolphins now back on the clock at 185. I really want one of these wide receivers, man. The problem is... Oh, let's go linebacker. Okay. Uh... Safety Tanner Muse from Clemson. I think he projects to linebacker at the next level. This dude is 6'2", 230, and he ran blazing fast times at the combine. He's really explosive. He's not really effective in deep coverages, but I think he can be one of these linebackers at the pro level that has experience at safety and then can be like a modest slash plus coverage sub-package linebacker and then in addition, you put into play uh, his special teams ability as a big body with bruising tackling skills that has the explosive speed to get down the field and cover kicks that he has. I could see the Dolphins really liking Tanner Muse coming from a winning program in Clemson. That makes a lot of sense to me as well. <sighs> you guys still with me? Three picks left to make. I think I lied. I think I said we weren't going to make 14 picks, but we made six. Nine, ten. We're going to make 13. Whoop-de-doo. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, Dolphins on the clock at 227. Going to go running back again. I'm going to double dip. Michael Warren, Cincinnati. Really fun pass catcher. Really fun contact balance. Let's make sure we get this running back room right. So between DeAndre Swift, Jordan Howard, and now Michael Warren, if we don't get this damn room right now, then I'm just going to give up. I have no explanation if it doesn't work now. <laughs> so we've totally rehauled the running back room. Two picks left here at 246 and 251. Uh, I am going to go with a, another wide receiver as well. Austin Mack, Ohio State. Really good route runner, good hands, kind of a slot guy. And then Miami's last pick at 251. I'm going Carter Coughlin, who is a undersized edge rusher from Minnesota. He's 6'3", 234. His problem is length. He's got great quickness, great burst, uh, but size is not a strength for him uh, as as far as meeting stereotype for length off the edge as a pass rusher. So, final seven-round Dolphins mock. Let's recap. Two at five. Andrew Thomas at 10 in a trade-up that gave up pick 39, traded back from 26 to 36 to draft DeAndre Swift and pick up 99. Ashton Davis at 56. Robert Hunt, the guard tackle from Louisiana at 70. 
Another defensive back, Terrell Burgess from Utah at 99. Darnell Mooney, wide receiver Tulane at 141. Derek Tuska, North Dakota State, defensive end, 153. Offensive lineman Cameron Clark from Charlotte at 173. Linebacker safety hybrid Tanner Muse from Clemson at 185. Cincinnati running back Michael Warren, 227. Ohio State wide receiver Austin Mack, 246. Minnesota linebacker pass rush specialist Carter Coughlin, 251. I don't know about you, but if that is the Dolphins Hall, I'm ready to strap up tomorrow. I'll be down at training camp. I'm going to try out for the team too because I want to see this thing materialize up close and in person. Hope you guys enjoy the draft today. I know I certainly will. We'll be back to talk about what happens tonight, tomorrow. So hit subscribe, come back and see us. Fins up, keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins.